K-O-H-I-O, Cleveland. K-O-H-I-O, Cleveland. It's Good Morning Cleveland with the K-O-H-I-O Good Morning Team. Good morning. Good morning, Cleveland. Good morning, Cleveland. And now the weather. The weather outside on this early morning Tuesday is clear and beautiful. Clear and beautiful. Good morning. Clear and beautiful. Good morning. There's just enough cloud cover to make the sky feel soft. Looks like upper 40s right now with no precipitation. I'd keep that umbrella at home. I'd keep that umbrella at home. Crisp, cool, northerly breeze in the mid 40s. High of 54, perfect day for whatever day you want that day to be. Cleveland, you're gonna like this Tuesday a whole lot. It's November 1973, just only two years left to stock up on your bicentennial best. And that means three things, blue, red, and white, 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 blue, red, and white sheets, blue, red, and white curtains, blue, red, and white fabrics. Stock up soon. New tones, new sheer drapes, new tones, new sheer drapes. A perfect day for whatever day you want that day to be. And that's all I've got for the weather. Let's cut to Jim up in the air. Jim, what's our traffic looking like for our early morning commuters? Cut to Jim Flinch, K-O-H-I-O's Eye in the Sky, their early whirly bird reporter. For the past two years, Vietnam War veteran Jim Flinch has been flying the K-O-H-I-O News 7's Skywatch helicopter. Flinch is still adjusting to life back in America. If he had his way, Flinch would still be out there in service to our country as a member of the Army, out in Vietnam for their Air Cavalry, serving in the 155th Assault Helicopter Company. But Flinch is recovering. He's recovering from emotional trauma. Or at least that's what it says on his discharge certificate. Which was caused by burning down villagers' huts and then shooting dead the inhabitants as they ran out for safety. Medical discharge papers listed his post-massacre distress as, quote, an arson mishap, unquote. But the short version is, Jim Flinch lost his mind over the horror and the guilt. The U.S. Army determines that some soldiers cannot complete their enlistment due to a psychological condition impairing their ability to perform their duties. This is a non-voluntary discharge. Army administration makes the decision to discharge you. Which is what they did when Jim Flinch went berserk in the mess hall. Jim Flinch has slowly rebuilt his life since coming home. Jim Flinch has seen some shit. Flinch is now a news reporter, reporting on the traffic. He's doing so from inside KOHIO's single most expensive line item on their budget the KOHIO New 7 Telecopter. A telecopter is a helicopter that broadcasts live TV. That's live TV from up in the air, not pre-recorded, none of that film crap. 
This is 1973, and that means live video. Not film. Telecopters. This is very new stuff. Watch for it live every morning on KOHIO. It's been a choppy few years for telecopters in Ohio. First Ohio telecopter showed up in 1971 in the city of Dayton. To call its first day bad is an understatement. It had a terrible first day on the air. It fell right down into a huge line of cars. I mean to say, fell right out of the air. And this was during a live shot. The Dayton helicopter flew right into oncoming traffic. So, in that shot, you saw everyone's faces in the cars right before they were hit with a helicopter. Right before they were hit with a helicopter. And on their windshields, you saw a prismatic reflection of the helicopter on all the car's windows. Talk about a media event. I have never seen anything like that. It was pretty much everyone's reaction. You should have seen the ratings on replay. Even the families of the dead had to admit that this was impressive footage. It later turned out that there were a few Dayton-based monkey wrencher radicals who claimed responsibility, said the eye in the sky was Big Brother, and they wanted to take it out on day one. In retribution, all telecopters have since called themselves the eyes in the skies in solidarity. The monkey wrenchers went on trial. Talk about free advertising for the telecopter. Every day on the news, telecopter this, telecopter that. Since then, once other stations started to hear about the ratings and all the ad money, all the talk in local TV news in the Midwest was about getting your own telecopter. A joke at the sales conference from the sales representatives was, boy, are these things useful. If there's ever a drop in the ratings, just drop a copter on it. And the joke isn't lying. Once that helicopter fell on Dayton's own KABAL TV, it has enjoyed an instant and unwavering loyal audience. So, KOHIO opted to jump into the helicopter race. But on a budget, they opted to get the cheapest helicopter they could find. It's fine, this helicopter. It's still leased from a reputable source of other news helicopters. Won't look out of place on the screen. It'll do. And it'll look great in the air. It's good advertising. It's just, you know, it's the cheapest one they can get. Now don't get caught up on that one word, cheap. Cheaper helicopters only means one thing. Cheaper just means smaller. That means everything in order to broadcast from the air has to cram itself into the cheapest helicopter money can buy. Regarding equipment, ironically or paradoxically, cheaper with equipment means bigger. So space is quickly taken up on the cheapest, smallest helicopter by the cheapest, largest broadcasting equipment. And as I'm sure you're aware, larger equipment means heavy. And with helicopters, you have to manage weight. The operating onboard video and audio equipment inside of the helicopter is a small space station of equipment and dials. It communicates with the line of sight KOHIO transmitter receiver, 
which is dangling up on a big wobbling pole. That pole would wobble less, but that would mean a more expensive pole. It's the one they can afford. The pole is fine. Once you get all the equipment in there, the helicopter's weight maxes out on what else can fit on board, leaving just 150 extra pounds. The cockpit is smaller too. It's what they can afford. Smaller helicopter, smaller cockpit. That means in terms of matching needs, KOHIO was very lucky to find five foot four, 128 pound, 27-year-old Vietnam veteran, Jim Flinch. And Jim loves his job, so everybody wins. When Jim Flinch is asked about what he likes about doing helicopter camera recording, this is what he says. Well, you're up there alone. You're hunting. You have a camera looking out of your forehead, which is wired to your helmet. Wherever you turn your head is what will be broadcast. Jim is being humble. This is a 15-pound Ikigami HR33 portable camera system that is mounted to his neck. The camera takes up roughly half of Flinch's face, with one eye completely covered by a wide rubber viewfinder. Due to many Ohio TV budgets, the term Ohio style is known in the telecopter business, which is a pilot with no cameraman. Just a single pilot in a small cockpit, no room for anyone else. In the smallest helicopter money can buy. To stabilize the HR-33, since Jim needs both hands to fly, a prosthetic arm is connected to Flinch's shoulder. The cabling for the camera system effectively connects Jim to the helicopter itself via the head and the neck. None of these modifications are street legal. Then there's another camera aimed at your face. And you can switch to that camera on a button. You have a microphone connected to that same helmet. And also, you're flying a helicopter. What Jim isn't telling you is that he's also in a serious life-affirming competition. A lot of life drained out of him once he returned from Vietnam. And the only thing that has seemed to cure him of his guilt or boredom since Vietnam has been a rivalry with other helicopter pilots. Jim is participating in what they call helicopter points. The way helicopter points came up is all the other pilots in town and in nearby cities are always themselves watching each other anyway. A lot of them have a lot of shit to deal with, so why not make it a little fun, put up a little money in a pool, and compete for the pot? So okay, winner take all. They watch each other's broadcasts, and they keep score on each other's reports. Not all pilots are expected to watch every other pilot's helicopter broadcast. That would be impossible in part because half the time they themselves are up in the air. But most pilots do end up watching a lot of the reports when they're home. 
In a way, this is kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous for helicopter pilots. Something to do so they don't have to drink. Helicopter points are simple. There are about 15 recognized moves that you can do with your camera work. This is a silent game. It's covered up by the traffic report itself. But if somebody was watching your report on mute, it would look like a slow dogfight between the camera and the cars below. Those are the moves that other helicopter pilots grade each broadcast. The best way to win at the game is to fly such perfect runs, no one can catch up with you if they tried. So Jim Flinch, who is very good, likes to line up a great shot in those early morning flights. Jackie has just introduced him following that weather bit. Let's cut to Jim up in the air. Jim, what's our traffic looking like for our early morning commuters? Thanks, Jackie. It's 7.42 a.m. Traffic moving smoothly, says Jim. The camera on Jim's head is looking down on the traffic at five cars. Just a few cars, Jim says. Five cars in a set like that is a multiplier. The other pilots write down five points. This gives Jim five points just for each individual car, which is a point a car. But it also makes the set of those five cars a multiplier of five times the amount of whichever next item is selected by Jim to be included in the shot. That's the sport of it. He's got to quickly jump to something else. Ah, there it is. There it is. Jim's got it. Whole live shot now is going to be around that bus. He then pivots the camera. Just a few cars, just a few cars, just a few cars. And there's also this bus. Bang. Bus is 10 points. Add in that multiplier to make it times five. That's a 50 point bus. He still has remaining time to up his score. Jim strengthens his neck for the finale. His camera is pretty heavy on his head, but his run is off to a great start. The only thing bigger than a bus is an RV or a truck. He might even win the pool off this one report. Might cover rent for the entire month. For his final trick attempt, Jim's neck lightly begins to twirl around in a circle. The scorekeepers will love this. This is the entire game of helicopter points in a nutshell. The components, what's on the road, are completely random. It was Jim's fortune that there was a bus out there right next to a multiplier of five cars. And now it's up to him to circle it by twirling his forehead. And it's right around the bus. There we go. Perfect execution. Damn, you're doing a great run, Jim. This trick is called a chin lick. And each successful swirl around any vehicle is worth 30 points. So that's a 30-point chin lick added to a 50-point bus. There's a lot going on with this trick. Main point of a chin lick is you can't let it be so obvious that viewers can tell that you're circling around a given vehicle with your head. You have to balance the shot in the air and keep it subtle enough to not be detected by normal viewers. A successful chin lick to the untrained eye looks a bit like air turbulence focusing on an object for stability. Jim twirls around slowly, once more around the bus. That is two perfect rotations. 
With chin licks, you have to go slowly or it doesn't count. Just imagine you just bounce your head around an object like as fast as you could go. You have to go slowly. So far, if I was judging this run, I'd say Flinch just got two full scoring chin licks. All the while, Jim has been covering up his tricks with empty commentary about traffic. No real backups to speak of, he says. Jim then makes a bit of a rookie error. Traffic updates are usually in the 30 to 45 second range. The station gives him a little red button beep in his cockpit. He knows this, but still, stupidly, he checks the clock to see how many seconds he has left. It only took a millisecond to check, but when he looks back on the road below, it's almost like the bus knew that it was being looked at, knew that it was being followed, because it's now out of the picture. Jim Flinch has lost sight of the bus. Damn it. This always fucking happens, Jim thinks to himself. The bus is nowhere. Mostly clear roads. Mostly clear roads, Jim Flinch says, shutting his eyes. God, he's pissed off. The score was good, too, but that's a lot left on the field. A lot of that. He could have gotten a third chin lick in, which would have been its own multiplier. Damn it. You can do better, Jim. You can do better, he tells himself. Jim Flinch's voice grows suddenly more abrupt and frustrated. Mostly clear roads, he says. No real backups. Jackie thanks him. And that concludes Jim Flinch's Tuesday morning traffic report. Ohio Curtains has one thing to ask. Stop right there. Look around. Do you have enough white? Do you have enough white? You should be worried about the upcoming white shortage. White shortage. White shortage. We're talking about the blue, red, and white for the upcoming bicentennial. Look, you have less than 1,000 days to prepare. Some places have blues, others have reds. But if you look around, you'll find out quickly that most places are running out of whites. Whites. Fortunately, whites. Ohio curtains. Whites. Stocked up on whites. We have tons of whites. Ohio curtains. Whites. We have the red, blue, and the white. Tell them KOHIO sent you.